Welcome to another episode of Lucky Boys Podcast. I'm Will. I'm Norm. And, and we have Kenny. an awesome, amazing guest, a real OG, <laughs> Kenny Yu. He kind of introduced Hello. himself a little bit. He's quick to jump the gun, but it's yeah. his first podcast. Uh, we're really excited to have him on the show today. He is actually um, affiliated with us. Uh, we knew each other for quite a quite amount of years. Uh, okay. Haven't stayed in touch until we heard a Facebook update about Kenny, who is... 42 years old and he entered the workforce i'm sorry i gotta i, I, I gotta put you gotta bring I, him up you gotta bring him i up. have to you know what it is he did what so many of us been dreaming about for the longest and he is retired at the age of 42 he's <laughs> yes, been in the workforce for 20 years can you tell us how the heck did you do it man <laughs> i was telling norm earlier it it wasn't planned so, you know, when I, when I entered the workforce, it wasn't like I was thinking, hey, I want to retire by a certain age. For me, it was just a series of responsible decisions that kind of gave me the option to retire early. So, so I guess when you entered the work- workforce, you, I, I guess you were obviously um, able to put some money aside. That's it, yep. And when you started seeing that number grow and the zeros add on to the account, you started going, wait a minute, I might be able to stop working at a certain amount of age, like, you know, at a certain amount of time. And it, so when, when was that, when did that actually come? Was it in your thirties? Um, I would say probably in my, in my thirties when I paid off my first apartment. Oh, wow. I, I realized. Totally paid off. Totally paid off. Wow. Can, uh, can, can we know how much you were making? I would say... 125 maybe 125 now now just for i mean that's that's good but that's not a lot for new york city so so you know one of the things i wanted to cover on this is that most people when they think early retirement they think i need to make a lot of money right and really that's only half the equation right the 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 other half of it is how much are you spending right because the difference between how much you spend and how much you you um, earn is how much you save and that's the key number that's the key numbers how much you the, the bottom line uh, how much you're willing or able to put away correct every month correct so you know while, while all of my peers were out partying and rocking the latest labels and driving the latest whips for me the material world never appealed to me you know I, I like I value skills and experiences so for me, I, w- I always want to acquire new skills and I want to try new experiences. I didn't care about having the latest threads or, you know, having the, the new iPhone, right? I, I mean, I, I'm retired. I'm still rocking an iPhone 7. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Know? Yeah. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people, when they first get a taste of money, they, they just want to spend. Yeah. They, they want to enjoy the finer things. For me, I still live like I'm in college, you know, hey. I... I you know what you that sounds very easy right to not fall into like it's like it's like when i hear someone say hey if you want to get skinnier just stop eating so much right <laughs> uh if you if you want to save money stop partying so much stop being so materialistic how did you get in that type of mindset that's that's not easy you make no. it sound very simple and it probably was for you because your ability to do that and your motivation was probably so off, <laughs> off the rails to be able to do that in 20 years at 125 average. How? So a, a lot of that comes back to my childhood. So when I, when I was growing up, I was poor, right? And my dad had a, a gambling problem. Uh, so my mom had to hold down the household. You know, she had to pay all the bills. I mean, my, my dad would, when, when, when things were good, he would contribute to the, you know, to the income. Awesome. But... When, when things were bad, it was all my mom. Right. So for me, I, I was used to, you know, all my friends had the Nintendo. I was still rocking an Atari. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was always behind in terms of having the, the, the latest, latest and greatest. greatest. Yeah. So I, I kind of got used to it. To me, it, it didn't matter, right? Like, my, I, my friends didn't look down on me, right? I was, I was, wow. I was their friend, right? We, we go out and play ball, you know, it's, it's about your skills, right? It's right. not about your sneakers. Right. 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 So I, I kind of grew up 
accustomed to not having the the, the the best of everything. Right. So you didn't fall into that trap way early exactly. in life. You, you had those lessons, those hard lessons. Right. And said, so, you know what? I'm, I'm, I know better, so I'm going to do better. So, and uh, the, the, other, the other motivation for me was when I was very young, I started working. I, I started washing dishes at, at, at my father's restaurant, and I saved my paychecks knowing that, hey, my, my dad, one of these days, is going to have a bad streak. And my mom's going to have to take care of everything. And you're going to have to be the man. And I need to help her. I don't want my mom having to suffer as much. Oh, wow. So I put away my paychecks. And, and you know what? When, when I was 17, I remember, when, when I turned 18, I worked four consecutive summers. And I saved those paychecks. I had $4,000 saved. I put that into a mutual fund as an emergency, uh, you know, um, emergency fund for my right. mom. right. I still have that money. I still wow. have that mutual wow. fund. I gotta give you. I gotta give you wow. some. Take care of mama, man. Yeah, that's beautiful. Sad. So yeah. that was that was my motivation. And that's crazy at an early age. I mean, how how many of us can can really forecast that type of mentality at, at such a young age, right? To to go, um, we're able to have that outlook and go. You know what, mom might need this one day. Yeah. And 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 hopefully we don't have to do that as as children. You know, that we don't have to be put in a position where our parents are struggling so much. We're thinking one day when it's, you know, when it, when winter hits, you know, when we're going to have to put all these nuts away. I mean, that's not not too many kids think like that. You know, they, they play the victim and, and you, you said, fuck you. <laughs> Damn, that's 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 you're a tough boy, man. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm also impressed the fact that you saved that money and had the foresight to say, like, you know, you're 17 years old. You put it in a mutual fund. I don't think I was even thinking about a savings account at 17. No I was way, making, man. I was making money. I was making good money at Old Navy, and I, I was saving it, but then I was putting it under my <laughs> my pillow. You know, <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't think about the concept of saving and a bank with the interest rates. So how did you, you know, how did that come into How did you have that knowledge? financial awareness? Yeah, awareness. You know, I, I don't really know about that. I, I think... St- you know, some people have natural talents. For me, math was always very, very strong. Mm-hmm. So understanding financial concepts to me came, came very natural. You know, I, I was also a finance major in college. Right. So that, that gave me a lot of uh, additional knowledge. Okay. But I, I don't do that for a living. Right. So. You, did, you, did, uh, you did software sales, right? In consulting? I, I, I did uh, software implementations. And that required a lot of travel. It was very time consuming. Yes. Yes. It was a lot of long hours. Um, and that's, that's why I, I, I quit or I retired because for me, it, I was putting in 12, 13 hour days and, you know, it, 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 it drains you. It drains Absolutely. You. That's, that's a lot of uh, wear and tear on you physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, really have to fight in order to not just let your nine to five or your 12, 13 hour <laughs> for you, it's like seven to seven. Yeah. Right. And uh, you you really have to not let that consume you, you mentally, physically. I mean, a lot of people I see it ages. Them. I mean, you yeah. you're still physically fit and you don't have grays at all. So <laughs> I'm, I'm very impressed with how you were able Asian to. Gene. <laughs> No, no. You know what? I know. I know. I mean, we know some some oh, people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're younger than you <laughs> by five, six, seven years, and they look they look yeah. like they're supposed to be in their mid forties or fifties. I mean, they they're really abusing their bodies. They yeah. you know they go work hard, party hard, and yeah. and they really just physically abuse their bodies. You yeah. know, with the alcohol, and they they don't uh, exercise anymore. They just say yeah. they say they don't have enough energy for that. Yeah, you know, and and I'm just surprised that you know you're able to do that and, and still be in good shape. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's how you handle stress, right? From from for me, right? I, I started lifting weights at at 18, and then I I took up yoga at 30, and I do you know between the two, I do six seven days a week of, of working out, you know, and and part of that is to help me de stress from, you know, all of these long hours that I'm I'm working. Wow, ha ha ha, but. How how do you not fall into that victim mindset? For you, it just it seems like I'm li- I'm, I'm I'm sitting here listening to you, and it's like you, the way your mind works is like, no, I don't play that. Like, oh, we're broke. <laughs> yeah, I don't play that. <laughs> um, but dad's gambling and and spending all this money, and you know, you never know what what's gonna happen. 
yeah, I don't play that. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm working these crazy hours and should I drink and party with everybody? No, nah, I don't play that. Like, and I'm not going to get fat. Like, how, I, how do you do that? That's so, like, that's hard, man. Like, I fight uh, the urge to do all of those things. And sometimes I lean this way. Sometimes I lean that way. Uh, just rise above. I mean, I think I'm in the position that I'm, at, I'm in now because of a series of responsible decisions. Right? There's, there's no, it's not any new wisdom. I'm not going to give you a stock tip that's going to make you, you know, retire in five years, right? It, it's really making good decisions and then making good decisions after that, you know? It's compounding. Exactly. <laughs> compounding. I mean, I, I guess it goes back to what you were saying earlier, and, and I'm fascinated, fascinated by that. You said you're not interested in materialism and, and partying and getting yourself wasted you're more interested in learning and developing yourself your skill set and growing yes and i guess i guess i guess that right there as a foundation is, mm-hmm. is extremely powerful and mm-hmm. goes underrated um by a lot of people and if you are really if, if you're more hungry towards learning and developing yourself and that and you put that as a priority above everything else then your motivation and your ability and as your crew more ability it'll just keep growing from there. I mean, is that, is that that's fairly accurate? That's absolutely true. So let me, let me tell you, my mom, at a very early age, what she said to me, right? Because we were poor. We didn't have a lot of things. But she didn't want me to be jealous of my friends. So she always said to me, this world isn't just about the accumulation of material items. I mean, she said it to me in Chinese, so I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, she was saying, you know, Anything that you can buy can be stolen from you. But if you acquire skills, if you learn a new language, if you learn how to play an instrument, they can't steal that from you. They can kill you and, you know. <laughs> Stop. Right, right. But, but they can't acquire it for themselves. Oh, that's beautiful. So you can always, like, I get what you're saying. You can lose material, physical things, right? And, but your, your brain, your knowledge, you'll always be able to regain that. Correct. You your did it once, you can do it again. Yeah. Well, it's like no, no one can take it away from you. Not, you know, so. Right. Right. Somebody could rob my house, but not, my treasure's not there. It's in my head. Yeah. Oh, man, that's beautiful, man. Damn, wow. That's a nugget. That's a nugget, bro. <laughs> I, I need to write that down. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put this. This is what happens when you retire early. You know, you, you know what? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to uh, well, I'm gonna have to get your number and call you like, hey, hey I, I'm going to need some inspiration today. Yeah, yeah. I need to be motivated. Some new Jordans are dropping and I'm really, really. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Man, like, so what do you do now? All well, this time. You know, I, I, I just retired, so I, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm I'm trying to get my my apartment rented out. Okay. And then uh, my plan is to do some traveling for I don't know six months a year. Uh, I'm going to Europe in March, and then when I come back, baseball season's going to start. Yep. I'm doing the the all thirty baseball stadiums this summer. Woohoo! Do a massive road trip. Wow. I didn't know you was a big baseball fan. I'm a huge baseball fan. Are you a Mets fan? I'm I'm actually both Yankees and Mets. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but so the Subway Series, who are you going for? I, I actually hate the Subway Series. Don't don't even get me started. I don't even watch. I don't even watch. Oh really? I, I won't even read the paper Why? about it's who won. It's still baseball. It's like it's like watching two brothers fight. Right. I I, I can't. I don't have a favorite. You're a favorite brother. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So I, I don't even, like, I, I will ignore baseball for, like, a, a, an entire week so that I don't even know what happened, who won, who lost. I don't care. Wow. I'll pick it up way after, and I'll be like, oh, okay, the Yankees are winning on a winning streak right now. But I don't even know whether they beat the Mets or the, <laughs> uh, to me, it didn't happen. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's that's rare. I've, 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 I've never heard of someone... Uh, passionate about two teams in the new york market it's usually it's every sport too it's usually this is why mets is better this is why yankees <laughs> is better blah 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 unfortunately well, i'm a mets fan juice. so i got the curse of the yets <laughs> you know in the new york market it's the nets mets and uh jets, jets. Uh, i mean I, I, well, I, yeah, i'm a giants fan. fan yeah i'm a giants fan so i don't have and i'm a knicks fan but the mets you know my brother man i'm like you know when i was a little kid i used to follow my older brother around everywhere and uh, I looked up to him. So every team he rooted for, I rooted for as well. So, so he picked the Knicks, the Giants, 
But damn, why couldn't he pick the Yankees? You know, like I could have <laughs> experienced some some joy there, some uh, you know, some championships. I, I guess you weren't old enough for '86. No, I wasn't a baseball fan yet. '87, uh, I came into play, but I w- the first year I became a Giants fan uh, is when the Giants. Uh, first year I became a, a football fan with the Giants. Uh, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, with, uh, Jeff Hostetler oh, when he 90. took over Phil Sims yes. when Phil Sims got sick. I mean, not sick, uh, injured and yeah. and. Uh, I'm saying sick because this whole coronavirus thing is like messing <laughs> with my head. Um, but yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, I became a giant. And the Knicks, you know, I've, I still never. Yeah. I wasn't around in the 70s. <laughs> I, I never witnessed them neither. I'm older than you. I haven't seen them win. Yeah. All right. So you're you're traveling or and you're are, are you, you know what? I, I didn't. Are you in a relationship? Uh, I have a girlfriend. She's in the Netherlands. Oh. Yeah. That's why I'm headed to Europe. She's from the Netherlands? No, no, no. She's uh, she's from Hong Kong. Okay, but she works for Unilever for okay. uh, their global marketing team. Right, and right now she's positioned in the Netherlands, so oh. I'm gonna head out there and visit her. Oh, she must be so excited! <laughs> oh man, she's like my guy's money bags. <laughs> he's smart. He's fit. <laughs> now he's got all the free time, so you know we can hang out. Yeah, that's oh, pretty cool. Was that was that like the dream to kind of once you retire travel? That was like. I, I think that's everyone's dream, isn't it? Yeah, right. No, nobody wants to just retire and stay home. Oh no, yeah. Well, maybe like some people might think like retiring and then starting some something else. Or um, oh, I'm gonna do that too. I'm oh. still young. Oh yeah. Right? Tell me, <laughs> tell us about your plans. I'm excited. Well, to, I, 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 I don't really have any plans beyond traveling. But some thoughts I had is, uh, I, I'm, I might want to work for uh, a nonprofit like an environmental startup. Uh, I was thinking about maybe opening a yoga studio. I'm I'm into yoga, so I mean, other than that, I really I'm I just know I'm not chasing the the dollars anymore. Right. So you uh, you say you're really good, but and that's that's amazing. Uh, you say you're really good with numbers, and and let's say someone who is chasing the dollars right now, um, uh, let's say someone like me, mathematically, right? Someone with two kids, a wife. What is the magic number for me? At the very bottom, the mo- the minimum that someone like me should retire with. Well, I'm not a I'm not a financial advisor, right? Right, I just, just your qualify. of course, of course. And I, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna take it with a grain of salt. I'm gonna call you a guru on this podcast <laughs> because, because, because I mean, you don't again, you don't know my bills, my lifestyle choices, and, and my goals. But just generally, like in your issues, like someone, so, yeah. What would you think? So I, I, I read I read a. Uh, I read from this website called Penny Hoarder, and one of one of their one of the things that they say is that if you can accumulate twenty times your annual expenses, you can retire. So, for example, if you spend fifty thousand a year, right? I'm just pulling a number, a, mm-hmm. a, a nice even number. Out. If you if you spend fifty thousand a year, and you have a million dollars saved, five percent interest, which is a very safe return, gives you that fifty thousand. So if you spend 50k and you have a million saved you technically can retire now is, but but is that factoring is that a million per person you know, the, is that is that 50k per is that person expenses 50, yeah that's total okay so, so that's 50k is per person so so you no, if, if your total f- household expenses we're talking about household okay yeah it's definitely not 50k so if it's more than you, you multiply it by twenty, yeah. Yeah. right? If you whatever whatever your annual spend is, if you yeah. multiply that by twenty, yeah, right, that's what you need to have saved. Oof. But saved, but also invested. It, right? Invest, of course, because yeah. then with with uh, you can't just put in a, a bank savings account. You won't right. be able. To yeah, with inflation, correct. you're fucked. Yeah, correct. You'll be losing so, money, like at a really fast rate. But also, five percent is very conservative. Right, it is like the, the the stock market. I was telling you earlier, the stock market in the last forty years it averaged ten percent, right? And uh, inflation adjusted seven percent. So if you were to just get a diverse p- portfolio, you can you can get seven percent, right? Inflation adjusted. So okay. tw- twenty times is relatively safe, but this doesn't account for emergencies right because right you know your your annual spend isn't doesn't include uh <laughs> possible hospital bills or car repairs or whatever whatever the case may be right right so so you know factoring in all of that i mean 
20 times is relatively safe. Okay. Now, what do you say to somebody? Because I know so many people, I mean, all around me, and I, and I know you perhaps do as well, um, where they say, man, that's crazy talk, man. Like, there's no way I could save. You know, like, I get it. I spend it, man. I don't know if I'm going to be around tomorrow. You know, that's, I mean, no, man, I'm going to spend all my money. And they're living paycheck to paycheck. And they think that that job is going to be there forever. <laughs> and, and they're willing to suck up, you know, all just the, the beatdown that they get, the wear and tear. They're not factoring their physical body, their mental health and um, financial freedom in the future. And they're living paycheck to paycheck or even worse, they're living off their credit cards and, and their paycheck is barely keeping them afloat. Um, it's just enough to pay minimums every month. So what do you say to that? Well, I think a lot of people make irresponsible decisions and, and they don't really understand the ramifications of those decisions, right? So the way that interest works, right, the, the money that you have grows, right? But also the debt that you have grows. Uh, a lot so, of people don't think about that. So what you got to try to do is get above the water, right? Above the, the water line and have the money working for you rather than against you, you know? So if you're spending, especially when you're young, right? If you're spending every dollar that you have, you're not allowing your money to grow. But if you are able to save money when you're young, it grows and then the compounding effect is actually it'll grow faster or it'll grow more. It's going to grow at the same rate, assuming the market doesn't change, right? But as the money grows, it compounds, so it'll grow even faster. So, you know, one of the exercises that I did in, in, in finance class, right, we, we did a, imagine if you were to work for 40 years, right? So from 25 to 65, Right, and every year you put away the same amount of money. Let's just say ten thousand dollars, and you were to earn seven percent, right? Because that's what the stock market earns. The first ten years, from from twenty five to thirty five, the the first ten years of putting away X amount is actually worth more than the same amount put away from thirty five to sixty five. The last thirty years, because of compounding, right. I mean, you could check the math, 7%. Absolutely. Like, that, that's what they say with 401ks. You're full, putting into a 401k it, 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 uh, in your 20s. Yes. It compounds so much more than Correct. when you start in your late 30s. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, you, you have to play catch-up. You have to play catch-up, so you have to contribute a larger percentage. Right. And hopefully, you know, you hit the cap. I mean, whatever that, what is it, 17? 18.5. They, they raised it, right? Yeah, yeah. 18.5. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Compound interest, especially if you're in your 20s, is so powerful. Right. But a lot of people in their 20s, they want to <laughs> be lit. Yep. You know, they got to, they got to, you know, the, the Instagram got to look right. <laughs> you know, their the, the shoe game, the, they, they want to have the latest and greatest. And they're not really thinking about the 30-year-old, 40-year-old version of them when, when you know, they, they may not have the same circle of friends to impress anymore. It's, it's, it's a whole different ball game when you're thinking about shit, you know, look. I want this house. You know, when you, when you uh, not even want, I need a place to live <laughs> and I need to pay for it. Now I'm totally responsible and I can't really lean on my parents. I mean, assuming you don't, you're not a trust fund kid, you're really going to have to start planning ahead early. Correct. Yeah. And, and the earlier, the better. Right. Right. So compounding uh, is like a supercharger. Like it, 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 NOS for the, for the car. <laughs> yeah. You want to develop these good financial habits, especially if you have kids. I mean, to all the parents listening, Right. You want to get your kids started as early as possible. I mean, if you just think about the, the, the variance of savings. Uh, you could do it on a, a calculator, calculator online, but just look at it between the, the compound interest between savings in your, in your mid-20s to, versus your mid-30s is exponential. Now, imagine that same variance between when you're 15 and you're 25. And mm -hmm. if they, I mean, your kids understand money at a young age. I mean, my daughter is five. She understands the concept of money that you have to pay for things and, and certain things have different values. She gets it. She totally gets it. She knows how to add and subtract. She, she gets all that. So with that, I think from there, you have to build your kids to have this foundation there so that they can, uh, you know, it's, I think it's just as important to teach your kids financial literacy yes. as it is to teach them actual literacy in regards to reading and math. It's just as important because when they go out there in the real world, mm -hmm. if they, if they start like us, we weren't taught that, uh, we were taught at a very late, I, I didn't really get serious about money until my mid twenties. 
mm. until I started getting money. I was like, wait, whoa, I got to figure out how to, you know, I have all these, all this debt. How do I get, pay my college loans back, my credit cards? All of a sudden I'm like, I started thinking, whoa, you know, five years from now, 10 years, I'm going to want to get all that stuff I've been dreaming about my whole teenage life. So how do I start constructing a, a, a pathway towards that? Mm-hmm. Um, teach, if I, I can't imagine how intelligent, how much I, I probably would be able to, I'm probably sitting here with a cocktail with you go, hey, we're retired. <laughs> I'm podcasting 24-7. On, you a, know, boat, if, on a boat Yeah, if, if I learned that at a young age, oh my gosh, I think, I, oh, it'd be so powerful. I'll be <laughs> way ahead. I think I'll be in, in the top, in, you know, in the 5% of thinking about, money i'll just be so ahead because a lot of people just aren't that they don't just don't take it that seriously yeah i mean i think i think also some people have the mindset of like you know when i die i can't take it with me i can take money with me so i might as well spend it now so like how 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 would you address that people in that mindset yeah oh i i get it i mean everybody has their preferences some people you know they they have their sneaker games some people you know they they you know the foodies, they want to go out to omakase's all the time. Oh, boy. Right. Omakase's so good, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, right. and there's not that. You know, I get it, right? YOLO, right? Yeah. But it's what do you want out of life, right? Do, do you want to eat well? Do you want to dress well? Do you want to retire early? You can't have everything. Right. It's what do you prioritize. Correct. Right. And we just had this, um, we just had Amy on our podcast last week and, 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 and she's, she's on that pathway where you are. She's a, she's a aspiring money guru and she's, she's got a great head on her shoulders and I really think she'll hit her financial goals. She's very disciplined, very knowledgeable. And she said this great quote, uh, you can have anything, but you can't have everything. <laughs> I was like, whoa. And that's exactly what you just said. I mean, that's, I mean, I think, I think minds that think like that are, are well aware where they can, they can be happy. Once, once you accept that fact, Mm-hmm. then you can really move forward and, 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 you know, figure out, okay, what, where am I going to spend my time and money on? And, and that'll still allow me to hit my financial goals, you know, kind of make that compromise. Some of that is sacrificing now mm-hmm. for the, for future benefit. Yeah. Right? And I think too many people don't, don't think like that. So last year or the, at the end of last year, I was diagnosed with a, a hereditary condition and that was really the trigger point for me to retire. So I, I've had the financial means for, I would say, probably the last three, four years I could have retired. But I, I kept working because I, I thought, hey, I'm young. What else am I going to do? This is the prime of my earning life. Right. So I, I, I kept working. But then, you know, it, it hit me when, when I got diagnosed that, hey, life's not given, Right. So you got to live while you can. You got to enjoy life while you can. Yeah, sure. And so for me, I value free time, right? I I don't value material things. I value free time, right, to do what I want to do. So, you know, I I told my boss, you know, I'm I'm done. You know what? You're absolutely right because most old people, if you speak to them, they regret the things that they did not do. (laughs) Not the things that that they've done, Every old person, from from um, my my in laws to my grandparents back in the day, and uh, everyone that I speak to that that's of age, they all tell me things that they wish they would have done with their time. They they had the guts to actually pursue something. They wish they they kept in touch with their friends. They wish they wish they took that trip when they were young, when they had all this energy, mm. right? Uh, they wish that they were more that they allow themselves to be more happy. And they also wish that, that they, appreciated, they appreciated their health more and the way they look. They always beat themselves up like they weren't good enough. Mm. And then when they look at older pictures of them, they're like, man, I was so beautiful. I was, <laughs> I was good looking. I was handsome. I was beautiful. And, and, not, and, and, and they couldn't appreciate it at that time. And when they when they lose it, then they're like, "Oh man, well, I was so dumb. Look at this. I was such a beautiful kid, you know, <laughs> you know." So you know and that, and and I take I take so many lessons from. I, that's why I love talking to older people, you know, because I I really get to pick their brains or, or people that's just um, ahead of me in the game, right? And they, they've been down that road already, and and I get to listen to them and pick their brain and go. Oh fuck! That's what's coming, you know. And like, you know what? Yeah, and I can extrapolate that information and 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 kind of put a mirror to myself and really look at it and go, you know what, Will? 
shit really ain't that serious, man. It ain't that bad. You got it good, you know, like, <laughs> and, and I can really just allow myself to be happy and go, you know what? Yeah, this is kind of cool. This is kind of dope where I'm at right now. And I'm on my way there. And when I do get there, I want to I wanna be able to reflect and go, yeah, I did it right, man. Like, I don't have that. I don't have regrets. A lot of people say, yeah, I got, I got no regrets. I look in their eyes. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Keep telling yourself that. Um, but yes, you do. There's a lot of things you fucked up on. Uh, same with me. I have several regrets, right? Um, but moving forward, I'm, I'm doing as much as I can to minimize it, right? As uh, I'm doing, I'm trying to be happy, it's positive. Nice. And uh, just do things that are good for me, healthy, mentally, physically. And then at times, you know, I'll, I'll do things that aren't that healthy. I'll, I'll have that drink. I'll have that pizza. I'll have sure, that, uh, you got to live. I got to live. I got to live. But, you know, one, one of those things hopefully won't kill me. <laughs> you know? And, uh, but, but the accumulation, like you said, it's, it's, it's the bottom line. Um, I'm still able to, to be in the, in the positive uh, at the end of the day. And, and, and that's what I appreciate. And it, I mean, that just has so much value. And I wonder what I would do when, when it's, when it's my day to hang up the cleats, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. How would you know. do it? Like, can you imagine like, what would you say to your boss? Oh, I love my, I, I, I love my peers that I work with, mm. uh, the whole team. Like I'm, I'm I've been very fortunate to kind of navigate myself in, in everything that I do, um, where I'm blessed with. I enjoy everyone I work with. Now, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. I mean, there's ups and downs, but uh, the pros certainly outweigh the cons. And I don't wake up dreading what I do. Like, uh, from, from, from Sunday through Saturday, I, I, whatever I got to do, I do it. And, and it, I don't, it doesn't feel like it's pulling teeth. You know, so I'm okay. I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy there. Like, you know, from my family, I'm very happy, you know, with my kids. I love when they come ask me questions and play with me. I mean, I love all that. It's what I signed up for, right? My nine to five, I signed up for that too. I love it. I embrace it wholeheartedly. And in this podcast and any film thing that I do, I put myself in those positions, you know, to, to enjoy all of that. And all of it, it's, it's, it's not going to be sexy all the time. It's a lot of hard work. Sometimes you get beat up a little bit too, whatever it is, you know, like, uh, like in filmmaking, uh, it's like eating a shit sandwich every single time. You know, but you do is it because... Is that a Martin Scorsese quote or something? No, it's a... It's a uh, who's that director? Sandwich. Del Toro. What's his name? Uh, Del Toro? Uh, the, the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Del Toro, that's an actor. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm, uh, I apologize to the director. He's the one that, that's... Uh, Give well, me a movie. All right. He did that movie with all those monsters, with the mermaid monster kind of thing. Yes. Um, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's killing me now. Shape of Water? Shape of Water, him. Yeah. And and he did also, like, this cartoon series on Netflix. Hellboy. Hellboy. Gu yeah. Guillermo del Toro. Gu Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. Del Toro. Yes. Del Toro. I was right. Del Got Toro. Him. I was the Guillermo. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. He's the one that said it. I was, um, I was watching his interview, and he said, you know, every time you make a film, you know you're eating a shit sandwich. <laughs> you know, and I told that, I shared that quote with Norm back in the day. And we're like, yeah, so you know, it, yeah, it's so true, right? So true. You really stressful. are. It's super stressful. But we put ourselves in that position. Like we made the film. Like we we casted everyone, and we're we're going through, and we're like, damn, we got to eat this shit sandwich. But at the end of the day, it's like it's just it's Something's, our shit sandwich. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it is a shit sandwich. But but then when you see the final product with you know everything's done with post production, you know, it becomes it com becomes something original it becomes something that you you didn't think when you started the project it becomes something on its own and it's beautiful and it's almost perfect it's perfect but imperfect at the same time i, I guess i don't know if it's a, you know it's the journey right and it's not perfect all the time but it's sure. it's what we want to do it's 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 like what do you want to go through right and and i i like life with its ups and downs and challenges I accept those. I mean, I know what I'm getting. Just like if you play sports, if you play baseball, you're not going to win every game. You know, there's sure. a chance you might get injured. Uh, your team might lose. There's, there may be errors, right? Mm -hmm. And and things happen, man. Um, but at the end of the day, you're playing the sport you love. Right. You know what I mean? You, you might get hit by a pitch, and that's going to suck. You know, and then... You, but at the end of the day, it's like you'd rather get hit with the baseball than, you know, than being sitting in front of a desk all day. Absolutely. Right? So, 
You know, um, it's a shit. It's a shit you sign up on. Getting hit by a baseball hurts a lot more physically, but mentally, not as much as sitting in front of a desk all day if you if you hate it. That's not your grind. That really sucks. So uh, we were talking earlier before we got in. And you were like, you totally subscribed to some of the things, and I know you're not too deep into it, but you were like, yeah, I believe in crop circles and all that. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I was like, you, so you really think that crop circles are are like uh, a thing? Well. Th- it's extraterrestrial. It's not man-made. The the things that I read about it, uh-huh. I, I, it doesn't seem plausible that it was made by man. Wow! Like how? So can you elaborate? Because yeah. you're you're logical so, and you're math based. Yeah, so you're so logical. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's not it's like interesting. It's not like this guy's crazy. So, so yeah, it's like one of the things is that for those crop circles, the the corn or whatever it's right. in, it's broken, but the plants are still alive. Right and and then they they've been ionized, okay. so it's it, it's like what it it couldn't have been done by a man. I mean, it, we don't have that capability, right? Well, I guess a skeptic will argue is that they you know they have a board and they have a string and they step on it and, it can, and then look, I can put all these uh, uh, crops down uh, and in the field and and make any design I want. And uh, yeah, I, I, so just for people who don't um, are not scientific, what does ion, I mean? What what does it mean by it's ionized? So it's it cannot be done by someone who's like putting a board. It, it was done by energy. Oh, got you. Yeah, it was done oh. by energy. And it they say they like a laser or something. Also, they said yeah, they said that um, um, there's a little like they actually and this is like they recorded balls of light after the fact. Like there's little. B- Floating balls of light, just right above the crop circle, or around right there. Yeah, there's like some people's batteries go dead. So just to support the whole ionized theory, like there's mm-hmm. energy there. Uh, there's there's a energy wave there, and uh, that's why they feel like um, maybe something did cause that. But then, like the way I'm thinking, it's like why? Uh, let's just use common sense here for a second. Let's take a step back and 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 go. Why the fuck would someone come down here and fuck with us and just want to draw some like symbol or mathematical symbol or whatever it is and just show it to them. Why don't they just go, Hey, what's up guys? Hey, you want to see something? Look at me. You know, like I'm, I look different speak, from you. Uh, our language. Maybe symbols are based off. So you of, think uh, it's like, it's like sign language. Almost. It may be like interdimensional where we just don't have the sense. Yeah. I mean, like for example, we don't have ears. We can't hear sound. Mm-hmm. So you're saying like we may be missing uh, a certain sense to communicate with them, so the only way they communicate with us is by making. Well, yeah, I think it's it's a different way of communication. So they could either, you know, yeah, they can't we, we they can't make sound, and they're com- trying to communicate in a different way. So, well, you know, math is the universal language they say, right? And all of these crop circles are mathematical formulas, or right. It's, 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 I mean, I I don't understand them, right? But, right. but when you hear some, or you, when you read about them, look at it. They're like, no, that's a that's a that's actually a formula, right? Yeah, right. So, and, and there's theories. There's a lot of theories out there about why aliens have come here and dropped these crop circles, but they don't tell us. Um, they they don't reveal their presence, right? And and one of them is is there was one crop circle where there was an encoded message, and it it basically said that. That mankind is being oppressed. What? Right? Yeah, wow! It, what? It's crazy. There's. I gotta look this up. Yeah. There's a. There's a, some. There's a crop circle where you mean oppressed, like knowledge-wise, like they're not. Like there's a group of elite humans uh-huh. who repress the Low the rest of us. Or, yeah. Right. 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 For their own gain. Oh, so it's kind of like Men in Black, like, but not the evil no, side, no. but just they, they, like, they, they're like. Think of them as as the Illuminati. No, right? come on, really? That, I mean, I, I'm not saying I believe that per se. Okay, but no, but, but that, that's that, one that's of the what, theories. That's, there was a crop circle that's basically saying there's there's an elite form, there's elite elite group, elite society that's controlling us, that's limiting information, correct, to us, and they want to keep us, um, I guess, in the dark so that we don't have the shared power. Well, I mean, like you're saying that the crop circle says humans are being oppressed and then we take it as human beings to decipher what that message means or you're saying like there's an actual crop circle that says all this so it's a decoded message so what's tricky is that the the crop circle is it's a it's 
if you read it from the inside out in blocks of eight, which is ASCII, right? If you know anything about computers, bits and bytes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's written in ASCII. And if okay. you translate the, each byte into a letter, it translates to an English message mm-hmm. that basically says that we're being oppressed. Sort of like Morse code, but visual. Kind of, yeah, yes. Morse code. That's insane. It is totally insane. That's crazy. And when you when you look at that, so it's just image, ones and zeros, basically ones and zeros, but you know crops being there and crops being not being there or bent or whatever you what call it. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. If you look at the crop circle, it like from from the from the sky, it's an alien holding a disc, and the and the disc has this right, message let, in it. I'll play along. I'll play along. All right. Is let's this just a say really that? famous crop circle. It, it is okay. Let, let's. Right, I'll play along. Let's just say it, th- that's that could very possibly be true. Why the fuck would the alien be interested in telling us this anyway? There's theories behind that too. Yeah, right? I, well, I I want to know like uh, yeah like but why like I just why maybe for scientific exploration purposes they want to you know they want to educate us like. They want to expand knowledge throughout the universe. Or maybe they're not like aliens at all. They're future human beings trying to warn us. Possibility. Future. Oh, shit. Happen. That yeah. one sounds like Terminator. interesting. <laughs> uh, don't go towards AI. This is going to kill you. All right. It might be Elon Musk in the future. <laughs> exactly. And Elon just came back like, hey, guys. I wouldn't put that past him being able to do that. Bro, Elon to- Musk is so next level. Yeah. <laughs> to, to create a synthetic... Uh, mind like transfer your mind your being your your intellect into you know uh, uh, i guess like a artificial being and being able to live forever i think he's very capable of that elon I mean, musk yeah definitely well if elon he's musk. capable of that i mean then i would i would i put bill gates up there with him mm, but i don't think bill gates has that pursuit of trying to do that i think how do you know that I don't, but then I, all I the, think if Bill Gates really wanted to, I mean, well, he put a team together. I mean, he's, well, he's yeah. excellent. At but doing all the that. public stuff that he's been doing hasn't really gone towards that. But then the stuff that Elon's done, like trying to expand into a, a different space. space, so that he can colonize Mars, underground tunnels, yeah, underground tunnels. All of that kind of moves towards the next evolution of man. I, I think what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But yeah. what what Bill Gates is. He's trying. Also, he's making toilets. He's, he's bring. Well, he, you're so obsessed <laughs> with that. But but he's he he's trying to get uh, third world countries, you know, caught up. True. Yeah. That's uh, a, that's a noble pursuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's amazing what he's trying to do. Wait, sorry. Right, let's go back to crop circles. Wait. <laughs> so so all right. So let's just say it is a futurized. I mean, why? Wh- like, how would they be able to? If it's future, why don't they just drop and like come back? You know, like you see in those movies, like, "Hey, I'm you," <laughs> and this is what you need to stop. Like, why would they tell us in a form of a crop circle? Like, that's really going to make a difference. I don't think that'll have. I think that'll more have. I think something like that, a crop circle, will have more of an impact for. Oh wow! And then it'll stop there. That's as far as it's going to go in terms of a large society. That's in the way we all think collectively. Mm-hmm. I don't think any, I don't think they're going to start like it's going to get strong and get picked up like Black Lives Matter or Me Too, right? There's a crop circle. We're just going to be like, wow, that's, that's okay. Yeah, but people are actually, like, like Kenny said, like they're actually deciphering it. So there are people going to be like sure. amazed, but there are going to people be but like, I think that's as far into- as they're going to drill down. They're going to come up with all these theories that you can't prove scientifically. And no, no, no scientist or anyone with a degree is really going to like double down on this because they're going to they're gonna look crazy. They're going to risk their reputation and their credibility, right? So it's up to like normal people like us, right? So, and then like no one's going to listen to normal because it's so easily to dismiss us because we're not experts mm. on that subject matter, right? Well, so it's just like, oh, these guys just, you know, you coming pro- up with some have, crazy ideas. You have prominent scientists that say they're, our extraterrestrial life. There's no way that, you know, we're not alone. intelligent. So, so they're admitting at the possibility, I mean, with the Drake equation, that there has to be some form of life out there uh, outside of earth, but they're not saying there's at, with the like absolute, us, like intelligent wise, like Neil Tyson, the guy, like right, he's not yeah. going, 
uh, or Michio Keiko, like, and, and he's a theoretical, theoretical physicist. They, I've never heard them say, absolutely, there's definitely life. And he, they either speak in a context of what if or hell no. That's the pre- impression I got. So I got to go back. I, I, I mean, that's the that impression what? that they believe that there's intelligent life out there. Mm. When, when, when I watch their videos, that's, that's the impression I got. No, it's the opposite. For Neil Tyson DeGrasse, he, he is strongly against it. He, oh, yeah. Like there, because he, he's a scientist, so he's supposed to, he he only he goes through or you know or his colleagues will, will only go through what they can actually test and confirm. They're not going to entertain something like that and and go yeah, there's freaking aliens and we're we're you know we're hanging out and all this <laughs> like they're not you know the, the, the when you come with if they're if you're talking about theories, then they'll say yeah there could be you know different civilizations. Uh, that are light years ahead of us and they may exist they'll 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 speak to that notion but they will not say absolutely con confirmation that crop circle definitely aliens they're not you you won't see them on ancient aliens on the history channel oh, like, yeah, that's not that's not happening that's <laughs> not happening okay uh, let's let's just get out the way um yeah i mean i i don't know i i want to believe so one interesting theory I heard is that these crop circles are actually formulas for unlimited energy. Ooh. And the reason that they're being suppressed is, you know, energy is you know, power control. Fuels, right? yeah. All of these ancient industries, right? There's billionaires that control them and right. it's in their best interest to suppress these technologies. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that that's very plausible to me. Yeah, so things like like energy, water, it's all major corporations, um, internet connections. I, have, I actually heard, um, I read somewhere that uh, somewhere in Hawaii, they're actually trying to localize the internet where uh, people who want to start up an internet or broadband company can do it on their own. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're not leaving it up to the big corporations. I mean... Uh, I've heard of people getting arrested or getting uh, citations if they wanted to um, just kind of go off the grid and do their own thing in terms of energy and, you know, they're not they're following. They're suppressed or, you know, they're limiting their ability to do so. Right. If they're creating their own water channels, is illegal. Like, there's a, a lot of things that um, the law won't allow you to, to kind of be a nomad on your own. And if you're, if you're very uh, efficient in, in building... Um, that type of lifestyle for yourself independently. Um, I, I think there's some laws depending on a state that, that will not allow you to do so. The potential unlimited energy and it's free for everyone, you know, third world country, you know, and not being having to pay for it to live. I mean, that's, yeah, like you said, they'll destroy monopolies, destroy like corporations. It, it'll destroy the economy as we know it. Right. And, and that is the incentive. Right. I think it's dangerous. I actually think it's dangerous if, if just from a financial sense, I totally get it. And, and, and a corporate interest, I also get that. But if we're able to harness, if we find out a code to harness energy like that, just think of it, we'd be able to make our own bombs using that energy. True. And energy, like you know, just if if we if we are able to contain a, a certain amount of energy within a, some type of capsule, right? Let's say that's shared technology, and then what's the next evolution of that, right? It's to weaponize it, <laughs> right? And if you can weaponize that type of energy locally, holy shit! <laughs> so I think maybe there's a, a, a higher reason. You know, the the person with the biggest stick makes the rules. Now, if you got a whole bunch of crazy motherfuckers, mm-hmm. instead of shooting bullets at each other, they're throwing freaking energy bombs at each other or energy blasts. And, you know, as soon as it hits you, your whole shit explodes. I mean, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, it's like it's human nature. You you have the people who, you know, do you want to create this uh, utopia, but then you have people who want to create this dystopia. And we're, 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 who's going to come on, on, on top, right? So with this type of... Uh, you know, ability to harness energy, like we said, it's it's kind of it's scary. It's scary. Uh, our civilization is not ready for it. Yeah, we absolutely not. Do. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think evolve. culturally, as species, we're there yet. I mean, yeah. we're still very violent. We're still, we're still very very, violent. just imagine if I, I I I try to look at it like, let's take a step back 
And if we were observing, like the way we observe ants when they're when they're like going to war with each other, ant wars, right? I kind of <laughs> I look it up on YouTube sometimes, man, and and I find it so fascinating. And and I and I think to myself, like, holy shit! Like, what if we're able to, like, if I'm an alien and I'm able to look at humans like that, right? Like the way I look at the ants fight, and, and sure. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers are crazy. Yep, these guys are fucking crazy. The and way they go enjoy- at each and other, you're enjoying it. I would, right? I would. <laughs> so imagine you, aliens enjoying But that's that because place. I'm human, right? There's somewhere in, in, in like I inside of me that just kind of I it, it it not that I like war, but it's just I I can't take my eyes off it. You know, when I see mm-hmm. like a fight, you know, like I I'm just like, "Whoa, I'm some for some whatever reason in my human thing, like it 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 just I see a fight and I'm like, "Whoa, like if I see Tyson, Mike Tyson, <laughs> Conor McGregor, you know, Khabib, like whoever, like just you know like tyson um what's the new uh tyson fury and deontay wilder just watching them face off i was like ooh, you know there's just something i don't know what it is i guess it's part of being human we just it's fascinating we're all animals yeah yeah so do you think aliens are the reason why they're putting this formula out there is to, to see who can create the the most craziest deadliest uh bomb and see who wins and basically, no, we're the humans like that. Hell no. We're watching. They're, they're waiting for that big, you know, fight. You know, <laughs> that big fight. Nah, man, because if we all have that weapon, we're going to blow each other up. And then and then, they're, then they're, there goes their reality TV show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, nah, I, I think, I mean, we're talking crazy here. But I think, let's, we're, we're playing along, right? Like, let's say this is all true. I think that if they're doing it, it's more like, it's it's like the hippie, the hippie aliens where they're like, they're like, no, nah, man, they can do it. Like, <laughs> they can move forward with this, man. Peace. Stop suppressing them. You know, down with the corporations, man. <laughs> so it might be the hippie aliens going like, hey, let them have their freedom. Let them have their energy. I, I, I If I had to guess. I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, that's my uh, little human brain, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a little bit of a chicken and egg situation, right? The, the, the reason that there's so much conflict is because there's limited resources. So we fight for those limited resources, right? If there was unlimited resources, free energy, there's no need to fight anymore. But We'll find something else to fight. We fight about religion. That has nothing to do with resources. That's everything to do with power and control. I, I think... They're trying to educate us to evolve us to a point where we can be more civil to each other and maybe eventually contribute to, you know, the 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 universe. The universe. Yeah. yeah. Not just I would, the world. I would love to see that happen, but that's not happening in our lifetime. No, no, it's not it's definitely not happening in our lifetimes. Yeah. I mean I would but, love to see that, man. Just kumbaya shit. I mean, that would be incredible. I, love, I, I, I think if, if, if aliens wanted to invade us, if they wanted to blow us up, they're, they're so much more technologically evolved. They could, they could do it in, you know, like, they, like we can just crush an anthill. Right. 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 So, so th- there's no incentive for them to, I mean, maybe entertainment, I guess, <laughs> but there's, there's no incentive for them to or harm we us. Could, we could be something that they created. That's possible too. It could be something they they created. I mean, I also but, find that fascinating. But if that's the case, then with their children, why would they want to harm us? I didn't say that they're trying oh. to harm us. Yeah, um, and that's exactly. I'm, I was supporting your argument that they that they may they may not want to harm us, and that maybe a whole bunch of UFO sightings come about when when we start nuking each other and start bombing each other and we start warring. That's when a lot of people are, have UFO sightings. Again, that I've could just be like, thing. yeah, that could just be like secret um, technology that we haven't, you know, or True. governments that didn't have. And like, oh, you want to play around? Well, check out this fucking plane that we got, baby. <laughs> you know, so and they're like, oh, shit, I seen some weird, All like right, the stealth fighter. Stop. Yeah. Everybody thought. It was a UFO, yeah. But it, it wasn't really a UFO. It was just some, it was a government uh Right, but what about, what about the thing that, uh, most recently uh, I saw... That Colonel, fuck, I'm gonna butch this story. Up. <laughs> I I saw him on uh, he 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 was on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and and he was on Fox News, and and he and he's like this experienced, well respected military guy, and uh, he he was like, man, he, they they captured a UFO, and I think it was in the early 2000s, right on camera, and he was like, you know, there's nothing that he's aware of that can move like that mm. at all with that type of technology. It was the way it was moving, and it was following them, and. You know, he, it was like it's not like a refraction of the sun, and it wasn't mm-hmm. like another planet. Like it was something. Wait, he's he was saying that they captured 
like a no, 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 not the catcher. It was tailing them. It was fucking with them. Oh, okay. They so had, he was they had it on the screen, and every time they moved it, they, you know, like they moved a certain way, they caught up. Yeah. They just able to move like in a weird, it was like tic-tac shape, and it was able to just maneuver in ways that like physics would not allow us as we know it, uh, any type of vehicle to, to, to do that in the air. And he was like speaking to people in the Pentagon and saying like, are you guys experimenting with something? It was something just bazonkers. Wow. It was just bazonkers, yeah. And and like, come on, look at all of these sightings and people coming forward. They, You can't just dismiss everybody as crazy. It's got to be something. I'm not yeah. saying that it's UFOs um, in terms of aliens, but it's it's got to be something that's... That's not normal. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be, it's got to be something. And I think it's something that we should look into and we should pay attention to. Unless it's not. Unless it's for our own safety. And it's like, um, what was that? What was that... Um, that show Brian Orson Brian Orwell like War of the Worlds mm-hmm. back in the 60s he read a book Orson Welles Orson Welles yeah he read the book War of the Worlds and and, and before TV was popular um, uh, it was radio was a big thing right, right. so people yeah. would get together and listen to the radio and you know radio the ratings were through the roof because that's what everyone listened to they sat around home that's what they did they sat around listening to it and and at the very beginning he goes I'm I'm going to read a book, War of the Worlds, blah, blah, blah. Uh, this is CBS, you know, whatever it is, right? And then he went on to read it. But some people that didn't tune in at 7 o'clock, let's just say he started at 6 p.m., whatever. Some people tuned in at like 6.15 and and they all they hear is this guy's voice who sounds like a freaking newscaster. And there's aliens coming down right now. There's missiles <laughs> blasting. There's cars up. So people thought that it was an alien invasion. They started fucking going nuts. Cars were flipped over, rioting, looting supermarkets. Like shit was fucked up. And panic mode. Total panic mode. So I could understand why governments want to suppress whatever information because people are fucking crazy. Like yeah. when, once once we go into survival mode, we're all thinking, oh shit, me, 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 I have to survive. I have to survive. My family needs to survive. We all start thinking about ourselves. We don't care who we run over, who we shoot, who we kill. It's, it's full survival, man. It's every man for themselves. And when you hear something like, oh, this, you know, the tentacles are picking up humans and it looks like they're using the blood as, as fuel, you know, it's just like, what the fuck? Everyone's going crazy. And at that time, there wasn't Google. Like, it sounds crazy to us hearing something like that. Mm-hmm. But at that time, people just didn't have as much information. Sure. So when they heard something on the radio, they took it as gospel, right? So mm-hmm. without that debriefing, you know, they didn't get that, that, that prerequisite information where they go, hey, this is not um, real. You know, this is a fiction book we're about to read. Uh, you know, people thought this shit was real and they started hurting each other cars were on fire i mean so that was a like if you want to look at it from that standpoint if if i'm a government agency i'm looking at it like we can't let people know i would agree with that wholeheartedly i like we don't want we got to protect these people from themselves we can't give them all this information we have to fight we and and i bet you i have no doubt that they're doing this where they're they're fighting a lot of these fights without you know they're doing some jack bauer shit we never even heard about you know Yeah, yeah clandestine operations Absolutely. They do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things we don't know about, and and it's I think it's for our own good. Because imagine if if everything gets exposed twenty four seven, where we're that transparent, people be shitting themselves. They they just won't be able to, you know, they'll be in complete panic twenty four seven. I can imagine a lot of people would quit their jobs, and you know, the society would shut down. Absolutely, economic markets. Every single time a news come up, people start pulling the money out from the stock market. I mean, banks. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, society will stop moving, man. People will start looting. I mean, it'll just be complete and utter chaos. Chaos, yeah. So we have to, you know, we have to put on the best face. I think so. Mm -hmm. You know, we won't be able to handle that information. I, 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 I don't know. I, what, what do you think? Do you, would you want a world where it was that transparent? Do you think us as a species can, can handle it? Do you disagree with that type of uh, method? If, if that is in fact what's going on? If you were in charge, would you say let's let's let every single one of our let's let every single one of our citizens know exactly what is going on here? Full transparency, uh, you know, declassify everything. No, I I think uh, human nature you can't trust it. I mean, it's so unpredictable that people react differently to different situations. Uh, but I do agree, like certain certain. Um, Certain things that the government does hide that 
the the public should know about? Well, I think that the truth should be out there. I mean, there might be initial chaos, but eventually some some form of order will be restored. It might not be the order that we currently recognize, but it something will will evolve out of it and it'll just be a new way of living. At what cost though? How many lives would be taken? I I would argue who cares? Really? Really? So you you would say the truth is worth the cost no matter no matter if it's expensive or Sure, because how how else are we are we going to always live in a box? Interesting. Interesting. So you so you would you would accept like a like a whole new world order. Um what, what's so great about the one that we live in? What what's so irreplaceable about it? Well, I have a lot of reasons what's like so great that we live in right now. You know, we have the freedom. We have But, but who says that won't be on the other end of of we'll be in the rebuilding phase. You know, we have a freedom, to, you know, the so many people paved the way for us. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not a perfect system, man. It's not a perfect system, but it's the one we got. And and it's the devil we know, right? And and we're we're not in the beginning phases of it. We're 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 in a very mature market. And, and we're at a you know we're I mean we're not Singapore but we're you know we're we're pretty up there I mean yeah I know we're behind on healthcare and whatnot but I mean to start a whole new civilization I think it'll it'll just set us back like at the very beginning sure that, and I agree yeah in the beginning I don't want to be that civilization no, well, living through that maybe maybe like our great great grandkids will appreciate that, that, that that's what I'm thinking that's what I'm future. thinking right the future. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Our generation, whichever generation, it's going to suffer. It's go, it's going to suffer. Yeah. But the end result, if it's a better society, isn't that worth it? No, not for me now. I don't want my well, kids. That's, yeah, that's I don't want my kids suffering. Generations now. And look, and, and that and that's why the information is repressed. The first half of my life, I suffered so damn much. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm not down to replay that. I'm not trying to revisit um, war and 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 and. No man. So short-term discomfort for long-term gain. That you know, this goes back to early retirement. But, but this goes, this goes to. What do you mean? You wouldn't even enjoy your retirement. No, I, and I don't mind that. Right. I, again, it's short-term discomfort for long-term gain. If we but, wind but up with a better society, as, as humans, me personally, gain. I would not. So you're willing to sacrifice yourself? Sure. Wow, you're on some like ant shit then. Like <laughs> you're sacrificed for the colony. I just think we overvalue our own personal lives and don't think about the future. That's what. Okay. That's why the environment is the I way agree it is. With that. I, I agree. We could blame that on the boomers. <laughs> You're a boomer. <laughs> no, I, I think people are very short-sighted, right? They just care about their, their comfort or their, you know, what what transpires in their lifetime. What about? I mean, I don't even have kids, and I think like this, right? You know, you're you're absolutely right, and and I, I even see that with the newer generation, where they care more about themselves. They're very. So centered, egocentric, egocentric, yeah. and and they they it, it it's scary because like I I mean I've seen so many different levels of of and I hate to classify a whole generation but um, just in general right we're speaking generalities and when I see the younger kids in this generation a, a lot of them are just what's important to them was very different from what was important to us growing up mm. and the way they look at themselves and, and and it's also because of technology I think technology plays a big role in in the way kids behave these days, yeah. even adults, but kids, especially because they, they grew up in an age where they're smothered with technology, where mm-hmm. we weren't, you mm-hmm. know, it was very analog mm-hmm. and everything they have and everything they experience is digitized from the way they, I mean, my kids are, you know, they're learning with an iPad and, mm-hmm. you know, with school and, and, and headphones and oh, we didn't have that. It was just paperbacks. So, they're immediately you're, you're always glued to it somehow. And I feel like it just kind of makes you look at yourself all the time. And you're thinking about yourself all the time and the narcissism mm-hmm. and the low self-esteem. And I, I, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think that's healthy right now. And you know what they always say, like instant gratification, you know, all these, all, all these young people now, they can't wait. They have no patience. Right. And if you can, I mean, you just talk from a, a, a scientific view, like 
if you're constantly getting these dopamine hits at a young age like that, mm-hmm. when you get older, you'll be so much more numb to these dopamine hits that you'll need it on such a macro scale in order to feel that same happiness. Mm-hmm. That's dangerous. That's so dangerous. You mean like, you know, you, you, like that, that little shot won't do it for you anymore. You need, even if it's something great that's happening, happening in your life, you can't even really embrace that. Because the dopamine in your head is not, it's not really the same level. It's not the same yeah. level. It's not allowing you to be mm. that happy because you've been feeling those same hits since you was a kid. Mm. You know, it's like it's like cocaine. You know, it's, it's dopamine hits. So you've been getting those those hits of dopamine since you was a freaking kid on that level. That instant gratification and and you want that dopamine now, now, now. I mean, we live in that society, yeah. and I just I find it dangerous, absolutely. And I think that's why kids in this generation are the way they are and i'm worried i'm worried as a society as a whole i'm i'm absolutely worried about that but i control what i can control and you know what i i'm sure. aware of it so i just try to navigate it the best i can and there's no playbook for this because i don't you know my parents didn't teach me about that right they didn't have to deal with that growing up right we're the first ones out the gate you know that are going to have children that's has to deal with this so we you know we have to parent a, a bit differently it was really uh, refreshing to get your take on retirement and crop circles. <laughs> I did not expect the crop circle, you know, but when we were walking in, I was like, man, I want to touch on that because, you know, you're, I want to hear new stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm always fascinated with science fiction. Um, and, you know, then we went all over the place with that, but that was awesome. Uh, thank you, man. And I wish you the best of luck on your retirement. Thank you. Yeah, man. And you know what? Um, yeah, I'm telling you, I gotta. I'll be reaching out to you sometime when I need. Absolutely, I need some, uh, some nuggets of knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, you've done it. I mean, you proved it with your actions. A lot yeah, of people say it, but you actually did it. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so beautiful stuff. So Kenny, you everybody, um, you have Instagram. Uh, I do. It's Are you on private or no? I, I think I'm on public. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, I don't know it. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the show <laughs> notes. We'll, we'll yeah. put it in the show notes. <laughs> no. We'll have people, you know, reach out to you, bombard you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, folks. For advice. For listening to Lucky Boys Podcast and uh, catch us on the next one. All right. See you guys later.